0: Stroud. you are listening to an atomic broadcasting production so sit back relax and enjoy the feature presentation and remember do your part such as like comment rate and don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an atomic time Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Sam. We've gotten a bit of feedback from some listeners who aren't very familiar with the tabletop role-playing games, which uh, is the type of game we're playing. Uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition is exactly the type we're playing. There are many more, but that's the one we're playing. So I felt like it was kind of my responsibility to give a quick rundown on how things work. We try our best to explain the rules um, while we're playing. I'm sure you've heard us stop and try to do that, but, you know, we've been playing these games for seven years, so it's... we don't always think about what people don't know. Most of our listeners are familiar with the rules of these games, usually why they listen, but we know that there are people who aren't. So I, I figured I could just send you guys to a youtube channel somewhere it kind of runs down the game and you can understand how it's played but we're here you're listening to our show i want to make it as easy as possible and helpful hopefully (laughs) that's the goal here for you guys to just listen to this and get an idea of what's going on when we're playing the game so let's get started shall we this is super simple i might get some eye rolls for explaining this but dice So, we roll dice. We roll lots of dice. You'll hear us reference, I'm sure, a d20, a d4, a d6, etc. What that means is that is a die, and that is how many sides the die has. So, a d20 is the typical die we roll. It's got 20 sides on it, which means it's got 20 numbers. When you roll the die, any one of those 20 could come up. You hear us talk about, yeah, I rolled a natural 20, or, oh man, I rolled a natural 1. Those are just the best and worst possible results, which have some effects in the game. But there's also dice for damage and other such things, like we roll uh, d6s, which everyone's familiar with, surely like, Those are the square dice, six sides, Monopoly, Yahtzee. Now, aside from just rolling the number, you'll often hear us talk about a modifier. So like, you might hear us uh, say, oh yeah, I roll 2d4 plus eight. So that means we're rolling 2d4 dice. We add the numbers together. And then other things based on our character and how they are built mechanically in the game gives us a plus eight to that roll. When we make these characters, there's a lot of rules. Not like a ton, but it's a game. You know, there's rules. We use these rules and the books that we have and the options that are in there to make our characters and make their sheets that we fill out. And these sheets, you know, they have our weapons, our items, our abilities, all of our modifiers, kind of just everything so we can reference our characters mechanically as we level them up from 1 to 20. So a couple of things on there that I think are really important that I want to run down are ability scores. I'm sure you've heard these referenced a lot. There are six of them, strength, dexterity, constitution, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. So there are some that do the physical parts of our body, like our strength, our dexterity, uh, or our constitution, you know how healthy we are, how much we can get our poison and stuff. And we've got our mental stats, uh, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. Now as we build our characters, we select what the starting stats are, and based on our classes and what we want to do with our characters, we'll have some of those higher than others. Classes are all built around wanting different ones of those high, and the classes tell you. They'll have a key ability score, and it'll say, hey, if you're playing a fighter, you really want to have high strength or dexterity. That way you can hit things better. Skills are most everything we actually roll in the game, that, and attacking. Uh, the skills are broken down into different types, so I'll go over them here. You've got some physical skills like athletics and acrobatics. Athletics being our strength, and acrobatics based on our dexterity. Social skills like Deception, Intimidation, and Diplomacy. These work off of our Charisma and help us lie, scare, or even persuade NPCs. There are Knowledge skills related to the four types of spellcasting, those being Arcana, Occult, Primal, and Religion, and I'll go over those here in a minute. And then there's the skill Society, which is the knowledge of the country we're in, or the history of things, you know, Society sometimes you use it to help talk to people, sometimes you just use it for knowledge. You got a few other things like crafting, which helps us make things or examine how well made an item is, stealth to hide, thievery to steal or pick locks, and survival to forage for food or track someone down. Now all these use our ability scores in different ways, and when we make our characters, we pick a certain amount of these skills to be trained in. And as we level up, we can become experts at skills later we'll become masters and even legendary at these skills and what that means is we're just adding a larger modifier to those skills so we just get better at rolling at them now i talked a bit about the uh four types of spell casting and those are just kind of different sources of magic ...in the world, but also they give you a list of spells, some of which are exclusive to the type of spellcaster you are. Um, Arcana, if you want to think about it, you can think about it like a wizard, um, kind of the studious type of magic that you would get from understanding the nature of the universe. Primal is more of the natural world, druids, healing, nature, animals, stuff like that. Occult is more mental, folklore-based magic. Bards use this mostly, they're kind of the main ones with their mental-affecting spells... And then there's Divine, which is magic granted to you by a deity of sorts, like clerics and champions make use of this as they serve their god, they get magic. So those are the four sources. I'd go into more detail about them, but that's a whole bag of worms that I don't really want to get into right now because we're trying to keep this brief. I'll take the moment now to mention difficulty classes and a bit about saves. You have three types of saves that are on your character sheet. So you got Will save, you've got Fortitude save, and you have Reflex save. So Reflex is based on Dexterity, Fortitude is based on your Constitution, and Will is based on your Wisdom. Now when something like a spell most often will tell you to make a save or when you target an enemy they must make a save, stuff like that. When you are told to make a save it will tell you that it must make a will save, a fortitude save, or a reflex save. So you or the monster, whoever is targeted by the spell or effect, will look at their save on their sheet and the number that's there and they'll roll that. Now what they're rolling against is called a DC, that's the difficulty class. So say Outward's casting a spell out of Neros. And she has to make a reflex save. Well, we would ask Howard, hey, what is your spell difficulty class? Your spell DC. And he would give out a number like 21. So what that means is Neros' roll plus her reflex save or whichever save she's using must equal 21 or higher in order for her to succeed. Now, as we talked about in the show, if she gets 10 higher than that, that is a critical success. If she gets lower than it, that is a failure. If she gets 10 lower than it, that's a critical failure and you don't want to do that. Now, like I said, many spellcasting have DCs. Many abilities have DCs. DCs come up a lot. Let's say there's a ravine and you want to jump across it. We would roll acrobatics checks and Geordi would say, hey, uh, the DC's 10. Go ahead. 10 is really easy. Most modifiers at this point, you're going to be able to make it. Some people might have trouble if they're not very acrobatic, but for the most part, we'll make it over. Things in the world have DCs. And depending on how good we are at things, depends on how easy those DCs are meet even to the point where the DCs, it's not even worth rolling because the DCs are so low compared to how good you are. So next on our docket is combat. So I'm sure you've heard about us talk about combat a lot throughout the episodes. Whenever it comes up, it's all we talk about, it's all we do. So I'm going to go over it real quick. Again, I'm sure you've heard us talk about this, but the main sticking point of Pathfinder 2nd Edition is that during combat, you have three actions during your turn. Now you can spend these actions on many different things. Everything you want to do will cost an amount of actions. So, for example, I want to hit someone with a sword. That's called a strike. That takes one action. If I want to, say, cast Electric Arc, which is a spell that targets two enemies, that'll take two actions. So then I'd only be left over with one. Moving is also one action. It's called stride in this edition. And when you attack, it takes one action. But you might be thinking, I'll just attack three times. However, this game has what we call a multiple attack penalty, or MAP for short. What that means is anything you want to do that has the attack trait, so that'll be a little box, so it'll say strike, and a little box underneath it will say attack. If you see that little box, that means every time you want to do another attack on your turn, and you'll take a penalty to it. Now typically that's a minus five to your roll, but depending on abilities you have, or feats, or weapons you're using, that might be different. It might be better, it might be only a minus four, or even a minus three. Now one thing you can do during combat that also costs actions and have the attack trait are things like grabbing with your athletic skill, or tripping an enemy, or using your diplomacy to distract an enemy or throw them off balance. Now these are things you can do to keep making use of your skills even when in combat. Those also often come with DCs you must roll against so that you can do these things against enemies. So we talked a lot about what is a part of a character, but how do you actually go about making a character? So when we make our characters, we choose things like uh, our ancestry, which is like, are we an elf? Are we a dwarf, a human, a fetchling? Or are we an elf with weird diamonds on our body? That's a thing. There's a lot of options here, like a ton of options. Pathfinder 2nd Edition gives you so many different things you can play. And when we're done picking those ancestries, we move on to our backgrounds. That's just a quick like, what we doing before we were this class you know like like I was a school teacher or I was a soldier stuff like that kind of tells you a bit about yourself but they're really only there for when you make your character they don't progress like everything else so then we pick our class arguably the most important decision uh, making our character uh, classes like sorcerer wizard thaumaturge psychic magus there's like many, many more, like at least 10 more, maybe more, probably more, I'm not looking at a list so I couldn't tell you, but you'll probably see more in this very show. So then once we've picked our class, we affect our ability scores, and then we get to pick what skills we're trained in. As we progress further, we gain feats as we level up, um, and feats they come from what we are our ancestry. They come from our class, they come from our skills, and what they really do is they just grant us new stuff, new abilities to use as we continue to get stronger. And as we progress and we've leveled up, we've gone over, you know, we try to go over a couple things when we level up. Now, I'm sure you've seen us level up a couple of times. We start at level 1, and a character can go up to level 20. Now, when we level up, we let you guys know, and we talk a little bit about what we get, but we don't go into all the nitty gritty. Like our hit points go up, hit points being the health that we have, how much damage we can take. But a lot of that nitty-gritty we we try to keep out of the show just to help things move along. But you know, in a nutshell, that's really how our characters are built and how to play the game. Um, Obviously, there's a lot more to making a character than just filling out the sheet. After you fill out the sheet, you get to just make a person. How do they act? What's their personality? What did they do before here? You know, you get to craft their backstory, get to decide how they treat other people, what type of music they like, what snacks they enjoy, all that jazz. Now here on the network, we love our characters. We put a lot of work into them. But sadly, not all the characters in a game get to hang around. We have hit points, which means their hit points can run out. At times, characters can die, or sometimes their stories move in a different direction than the main story and they leave. At that point, whoever was playing that character gets to make a new character, which can really add a new personality to the mix, maybe just a new class if it's needed or helpful, impact the flow of a game sometimes, and will adapt. We always do, and the story will flow in a whole new way, sometimes better than before. Anyway, I hope this helped. We've got a few more bonus episodes coming down the docket, like those prologues that I think are coming out right now. Maybe another thing or two. We we try to make bonus stuff when we can. Uh, We want to offer you guys as much as we can, but with all of us still working full-time jobs, we can only do so much. Speaking of uh, new offerings to you guys, I can't talk a lot about what I'm going to say here, but I want to let you guys know I've got a really special announcement coming soon about a new show we're working on here at Atomic Broadcasting this is like my passion. I've been working on this show for a long time. Now, it's not another actual play like Written in the Lost. This is not a game where we sit down and play a game together. This is actually a scripted audio comedy that I think you all love. We put a lot of work into the script, into all the voice acting, and I think you guys will love it. So if you're not feeling an actual play kind of style like Written in the Lost, if you don't, into like us sitting down and playing a game together that's great There's a chance for you guys to still be involved with us on a whole different show we've got this coming your way here soon i'm so excited so seriously sit down relax enjoy whatever else we have coming through please let us know any other feedback you have i love hearing from you you can reach out to us on instagram at atomic broadcasting twitter if you're still there at Broadcasting Atomic, or you can come check out our Facebook group we have for Atomic Broadcasting, or you can just send us a good old-fashioned email at BroadcastingAtomic at gmail.com. For now, thank you so much for listening. Please reach out, interact, let us know how you're feeling about the show, if you like it, if you hate it. Just any feedback is so appreciated. We'd love to be able to do more of these, maybe to help people out. Thank you again. Please relax, have an Atomic Time, We love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Thank you.